Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hi, and welcome to a new edition of our Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Melissa van Anraat, Communications Manager for the Private Bank. Today is Friday, the 1st of September, and my interview partner for today is Dirk Steffen, our Chief Investment Strategist. Dirk? It's a pleasure to have you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Super. Now, it's a new month, and uh, this is also an ideal time for us to reflect on what we saw in August, because we saw U.S. inflation data matching estimates, which would also support any expectations that the Fed could pause its monetary tightening. And also in the Eurozone, inflation proved to be very stubborn last month. And the ECB has based rates at its fastest pace on record in the past year. But with growth coming to a standstill, debate is also now intensifying over how much more policy tightening is needed. Diog, what is your take on this? Also, maybe taking into account the latest labor market data and um, also what are the implications maybe for the bond market? Yeah, this is, a, I would say, a short question and uh, probably we need a very lengthy answer, but I'll try my best. So it's, um, you know, we've been trading now uh, through two summer months uh, with where we actually thought that uh, the news flow would slow down a little bit and it didn't. So we got a lot of data to digest. And um, if you look at what um, Jay Powell said at, in Jackson Hole, uh, is um, actually resonating very well with, uh, with what we also see that uh, the U.S. economy is actually showing quite some strength, and uh, the the you know the first estimates also then for the the third quarter are actually very robust, and this all uh, makes the the next policy decisions very difficult for the Fed because um, what they ex- actually want to see is. Uh, some more significant slowdown of the U.S. economy. Now, of course, uh, the daily data keeps us busy and um, probably the the most important one, we had it last uh, week on Friday then, where we got the payrolls. And uh, these are showing, if you look at the three-month average, a significant slowing. So, um, yes, there are still jobs being created, but uh, we are more now uh, in the pre-COVID period, if you want, so some more normalized labor markets. And the good news was here, um, um, interestingly enough, that the unemployment rate actually went up a little bit. And that was due to the fact that uh, more people are looking for labor. So actually, um, the survey, the household survey is indicating that uh, participation is rising. So this is, uh, together with a slightly more moderate wage growth, actually a nice situation, something we like to call Goldilocks or, you know, a soft patch, um, soft landing and so on. So the Fed will obviously be pleased with that. Does this mean that uh, we don't think that we already think that we are in for a significant uh, cutting cycle? And the answer is clearly no, because we know that uh, data is very volatile following the COVID shock still. And it will take probably take um, probably a few years even to work off all these uh, stresses we had in the system. Now, you also asked about the Eurozone, but maybe this is a bit too long. But if you like, I can elaborate one minute more on that one as well. Yeah, please go ahead. In the Eurozone, uh, we are in a situation where 
uh, inflation is stubbornly high. And uh, at the same time, the economy appears to be much weaker than in the US. So uh, this is a very complicated situation for the ECB. And this um, um, feels a bit more like stagflation, maybe, where you have almost no growth, but stubbornly high prices. Um, this is also due to um, a lack of labor supply to some extent. So maybe we are in for a few years where simply um, companies don't fi find the people they want, would like to hire. So it's, a, it's not a nice macro setup in Europe, really. So we, we still expect that the ECB needs to uh, put in one more hike uh, through year end. Understood. And I guess, uh, you know, moving to, to equities in the US, August really wasn't a great month. And uh, the S&P 500 has, I think, had its worst month since February, while the, the Dow has its worst, uh, worst month since uh, May. And also the Nasdaq hasn't performed this badly since uh, since December last year. So I would really love to to know your thoughts on these recent developments. And of course, also your expectations for the equity market going forward. Yeah, we still think that equities are the place to be, but that doesn't mean that we are you know, all in and long forever and we don't adjust our portfolios. So we, we think that uh, the, the current environment is um, it's a bit uncertain and risks are pretty high. Uh, so that's why we are still relatively cautiously positioned. But uh, any dip we see on the market, we, we actually like to buy it. That this dip uh, only took um, maybe two weeks or so, or two, two three weeks in August, unfortunately, um, wasn't probably quite long enough for many investors to get involved in the markets, especially because we are in the holiday season. Um, but uh, at least on the NASDAQ, we had a, a bit more of a significant drop of more than 5%. But other than that, um, you know, the, the performances you mentioned sound worse than they are. So we are still talking about very mild um, losses. And I guess um, many investors would li actually like to see more significant uh, corrections in order to get back into the market. Because um, as you know, some of these or many actually of these rallies um, are not liked by everybody if you're not involved enough. So I guess later on we, we can um, have a look just very briefly also what we would like to go do going forward um, because we think uh, that um, there's quite a bit of things to be digested uh, in, the, in the remaining months of the year for the markets. Thanks, Dirk. That was very helpful. And I would like to switch quickly to China because last week, uh, I think your colleague Stephanie already outlined uh, a pretty detailed picture of, of the current situation in China. But I would, I would also love to get your view on this, especially uh, the latest announcements from uh, the People's Bank of China. Um, and, and the PBOC said it would cut the amount of foreign currency that financial institutions are required to hold in reserve. Can you put this decision into perspective for us, please? Yeah, I think um, many people are a little bit disappointed but because we didn't get this uh, bazooka-style um, stimulus yet out of, out of China. And what we did get was uh, hundreds of se um, separate measures um, that are actually there to, to stabilize the economy. So we think Beijing has clearly understood that there is a problem and over the last two, three months, we, we saw these myriads of measures. So it's it's really hard to 
to keep track of that. So we were trying to do that, of course, for our clients. And I think it's rather than focusing on a single measure like the one you, you mentioned, it, uh, we have to look at it as, as uh, the whole package. And it's uh, probably because we're dealing with real estate problems, this will take a while to show positive effects, but uh, mm -hmm. we see some measures that are being implemented that will work over time. And if you look at the more recent data on manufacturing, for instance, we at least got one indicator already showing um, expansion. And uh, the recent slowdown on services is again down to real estate mainly and some um, due to financials as well. But um, overall, it looks like uh, the Chinese business confidence is actually bottoming out. And I think that's the response to all this, what happened as uh, countermeasures, if you want, uh, from the, the official side. Got it. Very helpful. Before we wrap this up, uh, probably the most important question for you, Dirk, with everything that that we heard today from you and and also looking ahead, how should investors position themselves at the moment? I mean, the, the I mean, it's actually an easy question because, you know, the answer has to be to stay invested. Um, we, we like to to stress risk management. And um, now, I mean, I can't say the same thing on every podcast. So this time, the reason is probably because we will we will get back to school. And that means that um, trading volume will pick up again uh, now. And uh, then we see the most recent market action is actually for real. So um, we still like equities, but we would like to be um, you know, disciplined. Uh, we focus a lot on diversification and risk management. Um, on the bond side, we like the carry. So um, we, we do think that we're in a, in a regime where we have something like yields higher for longer. So hopefully market participants uh, can deal with that and will get used to that. And seasonals are probably now in the beginning, in September at least, not very helpful because usually it's the worst month uh, historically on the S&P 500. But taken together, I think we have a nice set of opportunities and the risks are clearly there and have to be managed and we try to help with that. Great. Well, that's a wrap. I think we, we got the message to stay invested. Uh, Dirk, it was a pleasure speaking to you today. And uh, dear listeners, this was this week's edition of our weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Have a great week and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank.
Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.